Good evening, baseball fans. It is Monday. It is Monday, right? Yeah, Monday, uh, November 13th. Like I said, last night, stove is very effing hot. And I say effing because I haven't given you guys the warning yet. I haven't given you the warning. You don't even know who I am. I am Susie. This is Bourbon and Baseball. That's Tom over there. I realized it didn't look like Kelsey. Okay, I know. I know. You guys are all Kel- hyped. Kelsey doesn't hyped. have the job yet. I'm, I'm, I'm still in the chair until she takes over. Oh, no, Kelsey does have the job. But Kelsey has a different job. Kelsey has a different job, Tom. Kelsey. Congratulations, by the way. Kelsey and I are going to talk about all of the baseballs once a week. All the baseballs once a week. You and I are going to talk about Astros baseball yes. multiple times a week during the season. And then, like, in the offseason, if, like, Astros do fun shit stuff, I haven't even been wearing it. Sorry, guys. Uh, then we will talk. Then, then we'll do the things. But, like, Kelsey, you, you penciled Kelsey in and bourbon baseball, like, once a week. Okay? Like, that's. We're getting back in a rhythm now. Getting back in a rhythm. Anyways, I'm Susie. This is Bourbon Baby Spill. Baseball. Words are hard. That's Tom. Rated our warning for the language. Not not any other adult content. Just the language. Okay? Just the language. Yeah. Hey, look. Hey, what if Tom wants to put his OnlyFans out there, by all means. That's I'm I ain't gonna stop you, Tom. I ain't gonna stop you. Okay. I, I will be the best wing woman ever, though. All right. But like that's not, I'm not doing that. I'm not uh, doing this for me. I'm doing it for the bourbon and the baseball. Hey, we appreciate you taking one for the team. <laughs> we appreciate you taking one for the team, Tom. Um, so, yeah, lots of F-bombs. If that's not your thing, that's okay. If that's not, you know, if you don't like your kids listening to it, also, okay. Like, I'm not going to judge you on that. If you want to let your kids listen to it, also, I'm not going to judge you. That's that's on you. Just don't come at me when they're like, Mom, what does fuck damn it mean? I, I can't I can't help you with that, Okay. So, anyways, this is a bourbon and baseball Astros edition, and we had we had some piping hot stove news. Like it kind of broke on the last episode that I did with Kels, but it made it was made like official. And I I wasn't gonna like get really excited about it until it was like made official. Official. I felt like at some point in time that the rug was just gonna be like yanked out from under me, and like Dusty Baker was gonna come out and be like, "Surprise, motherfuckers, I'm back." And gotcha, I just, bitch. yeah, and I, I needed that not to happen. Like I needed, I need the press conference to happen. And now it's like for reals. Now it's for reals. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. Not at all shocked. Did you watch the press conference? I watched it after the fact. I did not okay. watch it live. Okay. Well, give me your thoughts, Tom. Give me your thoughts on a, why it took so long and B, why was Jim Crane not there at the press conference? I need I need thoughts on both of them. One, two, three, okay. go. Okay. Okay. A, I think it took so long because I believe there was dissension among the ranks, so to speak. I believe that Jim Crane, and, th- and this is not why I think he wasn't there, but I believe that he wanted a bigger name. I believe that because... If, if if not, then you could have just handed the keys to the castle to Joe Espada the day after Dusty was done or the day of. I think, you know, Jim is totally invested. And for people that think that Jim Crane's not invested, you're dumb. Because this man is spending money and this man is involved in the entire process. Like, he wants to win as bad as we want to win. And I love that. 
But does I, he though? But, does he? Because I mean, if he if he did, if he did, he would put his foot down. He would put his foot down. You know that? Like he would put his foot down. Come on now. I think there. I think there are rules. I think he's an old school guy, and I don't think he's going to step on the toes of a manager, or a general manager, at least not publicly. Privately, he's probably doing that. Publicly, he's not going to do that. So okay. I believe he's like, look, I need to look the part of a man, of an owner that just owns the team, die hard, passionate, want to win, and will do what it takes to win. But I put the guys in place. Nobody wants to be Jerry Jones. That's the fear. The fear is that you get labeled Jerry Jones, and everybody knows what I mean, except Susie. Sorry, Susie. What I mean, <laughs> Jerry Jones is the most out, out front owner that ever was. You can have a dude that's a GM. You can have a you can have a coach. But whatever the fuck Jerry Jones wants, he's gonna tell you, and then he's gonna get it. He does not care who you are in the middle. That is that dude runs the castle, and everybody else is puppets. And this is the biggest non secret. So no one wants to be that. Uh, I want to say George Steinbrenner used to be that way back in the day before baseball, like, Susie. Like like Daddy George. Yes. Okay. If he said something. And, and old Yankee fans will tell you, right. George ruled with an iron hand. Didn't care how much money, didn't care what it took, just fucking win. That's all he I, cared about. I watched the Yogi Bear documentary a couple of nights ago, and um, Daddy George did Yogi Bear dirty. Fucking did not care. Dirty. And I was like, what are, what are you doing, bro? I was mad. I was mad about it. Anyways, that George tiny bit. Not neither here nor there. Anyways, George is a bottom line guy. You know what I mean? A lot of other owners want to just, you know, cut the checks and wave and, you know, show up when the trophy's presented and be like, I love this team. No, 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 no. Those guys were stacking championships. Jerry Jones is trying to do it. George was trying to do it. Hal, not so much. Hal's trying to make money. Yankees fans hate him for it. Sorry, Yankees fans. You grew up with this and now you got that, you know? But I think that. Jim Crane, to get all the way back, Jim Crane doesn't want to be labeled that way. Even though I think he's an old school baseball guy mm -hmm. who is, is totally involved. He's not just sitting back there, just showing up to the game and watching it. Uh, Drayton McClain was like that. He was a dude before Baseball Susie that just sat back, wanted to make money. If the team he, was good, great. He made the, the ugly ass red and gold. Yes, he did. Uniforms. Yes, he did. Not a fan. Not a fan. So, Don't come at me, Astros Twitter. <laughs> so I truly believe that there was some dissension. Now, when names started falling off and when you didn't have counsel and you didn't have some of these other names, then I think it was easier for Dana to go, look, we got the guy. Let's go with the guy. Which okay. I think the locker room wanted Joe. I think Dana wanted Joe. It made the most sense. It kept everything. It kept the train rolling. It was just, it wasn't splashy. It wasn't sexy. It, it didn't like make, you know, big news. I think it made news locally. Right. But I think around baseball, everybody kind of knew. Nah, Joe Espada is a guy there. Okay. So I do not believe that's why uh, Jim Crane wasn't there. And I think you'll hear from him between now and, I don't know, Thanksgiving maybe. And he'll say, oh, I had something. Or I wasn't feeling well or something, but I love the hire. He's great. He'll be great. They'll be great. We're going to go win. Okay. Okay. I mean, I I'm being speculative, Susie, over here and like trying to throw conspiracy theories out. Like I'm just saying, I think maybe that maybe there's maybe he's not thrilled with the hire. And maybe Jeff Bagwell's over there like mur, 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 and Jim 
Jim's here. I'm just saying. I don't know. But like, do you believe Bagwell has that kind of power? I mean, you you go and sign Jose Abreu and Rafael Montero to really bad contract. Like, but you know, again, like, that goes back to Jim. I believe Jim did that. I believe Bagwell was sitting there with a cigar and a whiskey going, yeah, Jim, you got it, baby. Do it. I don't think he was over there calling shots. He's a he's a he's a team guy. He's a mascot. He, he's a he, a special advisor. Mm-hmm. Quote unquote. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I feel like the whole Brad Osmus thing and and take that with a grain of salt, I guess, if you will. But, you know, like Michael Schwab coming out and saying Brad Osmus wasn't actually in the mix. Um, side note, what actually is Michael Schwab? Like everyone says he's a media guy, but he's really not like a media guy. Like he doesn't have a podcast. He just he, he's just on Twitter. And I'm very confused about this. Did I did I miss an era of Michael Schwab doing any of the things for the Astros? Like, how did he become? How, how does he have sources? <laughs> I guess my question. I believe, and and I don't know him, and I don't think we even follow each other. I, I want to say we got into a discussion once upon a time, didn't go well. Anyway, I believe that he's got a buddy that works for the Strohs, okay. who will who will break him off a breadcrumb here or there, and he reports it a couple of times. He hit, and you only have to hit once. I mean, look at look at what is now. Uh, a million dollar company in uh John Boy, you only have to hit once and then it all blows up. People people want you for well, maybe he's right. I think Michael Schwab's the same way. I don't think he's anybody in particular. He doesn't do anything journalistically that I've seen. It's just him talking. Go. I'm gonna laugh when like some somebody sends this to Michael Schwab and he's like, shots fired, Susie. What the fuck? I don't actually like don't I don't come for Susie come for me. I don't well I'm like I, I want the smoke. I don't actually I don't mean this like in a mean way. Like I legitimately and I said this on one of my other podcasts and I can't remember which one but like I said it somewhere else and I was all I don't actually know what he is because like the realization came to me as I'm trying to like say the things and I was like yeah but you know I'm like but if you ask anybody in that follows Astros Twitter they will know the name Michael Schwab. And I don't exactly know how, but we all do know that name. Um, but yeah, I, you know, if if you take those reports with a with a grain of salt, like Brad Osmos actually was never in the mix. And so we all uh got ourselves riled up over nothing. Um I loved almost every no, I loved everything about this hire. Just that it didn't happen sooner. <laughs> Not going to lie. Um, I am going to play a little bit of an interview that Joe Spada did with MLB Now. Um, and if you watched any of that ALCS Game 5, where there was a little co- little bit of confusion on if Dusty was calling the shots or if Joe Espada was calling the shots, if you were locked into that game, you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that, uh, you know, that, that ninth inning where uh, we, he pinch hits for Jeremy Pena and then he pinch hits for Martin Maldonado and then Jose Altuve comes up and hits the three run bomb. Okay. So I'm going to, maybe I'll figure this out. 
Um, we're going to do the share the screen. Save this. Works. Okay. I'll bring something else up. When Dusty Baker got tossed in game five of that ALCS, <laughs> you went into pinch hit mode, right? Diaz, Singleton, that set up Altuve with the three-run shot. Um, give me your philosophy on that. That was a big moment. You know what, I think, uh, Brian, I think the big moment in that, in that game. Okay, but hold on. Before he gets into this, I want everybody to listen very, very carefully on how he breaks down, how Joe Espada breaks down why he chose where to put the guys. Like, why he chose to pinch it Yiner Diaz for Jeremy Pena as opposed to what what I was screaming like why are you pinch hitting Yiner for Jeremy Pena when Martin Maldonado is on deck you know and then like when John Singleton like works the walk I need you guys to listen to this um very carefully because this is a fucking masterclass like it it gave me chills and not gonna lie had that not happened, had Dusty Baker not been ejected, I don't think that the, I don't think this moment would have happened, guys. So let's I'm gonna hit play now. All right, there we game go. Game was actually the eighth inning. Um, we have they had first and second with nobody out, and I know with our resilient offense that we just needed to put a zero on the board, and we had a really good shot at winning the team, winning that game. I really felt I really feel comfortable saying, you know, we, if we put a zero here. Let's bring our closer in. Put a zero on the on the scoreboard. We got we got a chance to win to win the game in the in the ninth, and that's exactly what happened. Presley came in, uh, shut the door, and then the ninth inning came around. Um, you know, we have talked uh, about um, who's a good matchup against Leclerc. Leclerc has been really tough against righties. Mm -hmm. You guys got his cutter. He's got his slider. So. You know, I was ready to make those suggestions to Dusty before the inning started. Now he gets ejected. Now I'm the one who's got to make the call. So for me was, you know what? This guy is going to try to pound uh, uh, Diaz with a sinker. Also, another thing about Diaz, and comes about, uh, you know, it's what we talk about, the behavior of the hitter. Um, Diaz is, you know, leading off an inning, you get a different type of approach. Now he's just trying to get on base. Mm. Now if he represents the time run, now he's going to try to go deep. That's kind of the mentality of a young player who has power, but he's also a polished hitter. So I try to make sure that, you know what, I want to send Diaz out there early. He's going to give me a good approach and good at bat. Now Singleton, if Diaz reaches, now he's got the left side of the field open. Now he could work, you know, work, you know could work or walk. And the goal was for me, I really want to get people on base for Jose Altuve. I've seen it way many times mm. when Jose Altuve comes to the plate with people on base, something special is about to happen. So it was building towards that Dia gets the hit, single to grinds out a walk, and I'm, I get goosebumps thinking about it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, here comes Altuve, here comes Altuve, and how he stays calm, poised, big swing, and, 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 and we won the game. Uh, it was a special... It was a special game, big win, and I wish we would have won one more after that. You well, and me both, so Joe. You and me both. Um, but the f <sighs> what could have been? What could have been? That's okay. That's okay. I, I, I'm looking. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to this next season. I'm looking forward to this next season, and I am thrilled that Joe has been able been given this opportunity 
and wasn't given an opportunity with the other clubs beforehand because I want to say he interviewed with like six other clubs, you know, in the in the past couple of years um, that obviously he didn't get. And, uh, you know, yay for us. And I am also I'm all like part of me is also wondering if maybe his heart really wasn't in it. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he's going and he's interviewing for these jobs. But I wonder if there is some part of him that is like, you know what, like if you just wait. If you just wait, like just wait it out, like Jim Crane, you know, maybe like a wink and a handshake has kind of said, not your time yet, but it will be your time. You know, I, I'm really hoping that that was, that was it, but he's like given this silver platter. Now, granted, expectations are high, right? Like expectations are high and I am just... I, I'm more comfortable that Joe Espada is going to put, you know, the best players on the motherfucking field. Because guess what? That's what he said he's going to do. And I, I'm i wondering, I'm like, is that a throwaway line, Joe Espada? Is it? Or are you, it, was that kind of like a FYI? I, I know what the problem was. I got, I got the fix. Not saying... Not saying that, you know, like Yanner Diaz in the lineup fixes all because I know it doesn't. OK, but it if it, it fixes a lot. OK, it, it fixes a lot. And you can't you can't tell me otherwise. You cannot tell me. Other, you cannot convince me otherwise. I will go to my grave. To my dying breath. That if this was managed differently this season, there would have been a different outcome. Just that's. I know we're beating a dead horse. We're beating a dead horse. But um, do you think that Astros Twitter will be as rabid about lineups next season? I do in 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 some sense because I gotta believe there's gonna be a day where somebody gets a day off in a big game, or there'll be a day where maybe there's a maybe there's a an opportunity to bunt or, you know, uh, some, some pinch hit something or other. I think every team, regardless of what is said or who the manager is or, or what the scenario is, is going to complain to some extent. However, I think the line that you talked about with Joe saying, I'm going to put the best players on the field was not a shot per se at dusty. Cause when he talked to BK, he talked about Dusty being a father figure and a Hall mm -hmm. of Famer. Very gracious of Dusty, and rightfully so. I just think that was more of a nod to fans, potentially, going, look, I heard you. I understand. This is this is the plan. I think it was always the plan for Diaz to get the baton this season. I think that's going to be one of those conversations after it's all said and done. Oh no. Diaz was always going to be the guy next season. It was just, that was Maldi's year. And I think dusty, there'll be a 30 for 30 somewhere where dusty will say we were going to ride off into the sunset together. And this is why we, we rode him to the wheels fell off literally. And uh, now we've got this young stud who got the experience without the pressure. And I can just come in and perform. They're going to say all those things. I know you hate it. I don't like it either. It's not cool. 
You should have just tried to win the mother loving game. And then you could have had another ring on your finger. And because I, I, I can say this probably with 99% certainty, Houston's beating the Diamondbacks, right? We're, this isn't a question, right? Like, I don't see a scenario where they lose to the Diamondbacks in the World Series. Diamond, Diamondback fans, close your ears. <laughs> close your ears, Diamondback fans. I put Susie up. <laughs> close your ears, Diamondback fans. Because uh, you, you know, you know that I, that I rode with y'all. Like, you know, okay? You're my second favorite team. My, second favorite, my first favorite NL NL team, but my second favorite overall team. Okay. But like, I'm, I'm going to say that we would not, I mean, like, I don't think it was going to be a given. I think they would have given, I, I think they would have given us a, a run for our money. I don't think they would have rolled over and been easy, but eventually yeah, I think we would have won. But, and I say that because a lot of us felt myself, yourself included, that had they had taken the time to properly groom Diaz, he could have been a bigger role. And when he's one of your best hitters, when you needed offense and you just never used him, yeah. you, you're always going to wonder what if. What if Diaz would have got the opportunities to catch these pitchers so he could have caught on the biggest stage and it wouldn't have been like, well, I can't use him. He has caught him. You know, that was the argument. And it drove fans crazy because it's like, well, that's dumb. You had an entire season. The kid was up with you the entire season. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no reason that now we should be going, well, I can't. It was just what he wanted. It's what, what Dusty wanted, and he did what he wanted to do. I think that's what incensed fans. It was like, look, I get it. Y'all are boys. Y'all are going to drink wine together. Y'all are going to talk very passionately about each other and all the time fun and, and games and whatever. But when it came time to win – all we wanted was the best chance to do it. And do you know who had the best OPS at Minute Man Park? I want to say Tucker. Yiner Diaz. <laughs> Yiner motherfucking Diaz had the best OPS at fucking Minute Maid Park. You know who didn't get into any of the fucking games at Minute Maid Park? Fucking Yiner Diaz. You know who had the second? You know who had the second highest OPS at Minute Maid Park? Kyle Tucker? <laughs> Chaz McCormick. Chaz McCormick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just... It, yeah. Um, so, it, just so that I'm not misquoted in, you know, in saying that, like, Joe Spada said this quote, like, you know, as, as a dig to Dusty. It, it wasn't that. It was... Um, the full quote is, I just can't wait to work with Dana and put the best players on the field and collaborate with them with our whole entire front office just to make sure we put ourselves in a good position to win baseball games. Look, that's all I'm asking. That is all, <laughs> that's all I'm asking. That's all anybody that's all was anyone asking. anyone wanted, okay? Like, even some of the really hardcore Maldi lovers were like, I'm, I'm so confused. What's happening? Why? Why? Like, it's, it's, it was, a, it's a whole, anyways. Um, but it wasn't just Maldi, and that's the important thing. A lot of people forget that it was, okay, Abreu was sitting in the four hole for two months when he couldn't hit the broad side of a barn, didn't want to move him down the lineup. We played musical chairs with center field where it was 
Chaz, then it was Jake, then it was Corey, then it was Corey, then it was Chaz, then it was Jake, then it was Corey, then it was Corey. And then it was was Mauricio Dubon. Exactly. And all of these things are like, Dusty, why? And, and, and all you hope is that when you go to, when you go to the line and go, all right, I get it. Let's do it. You know, we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be going, well, that doesn't make any sense. His LPS isn't better than his. Like those are stats they use to figure out how to play these games. And it's not like we're just bad fans. I know that I'm biased and I'll say it anyway. I feel like Astros fans are incredibly intelligent. Like they're not just blindly rooting. They're coming with facts. They're coming with stats. And for all the noise where it was like, oh, it was the podcasters and the, and the media guys that came for me. It was like, because they're coming at you with the stats, Dusty. That was the problem. It didn't, it wasn't like we don't like you. You're a great guy. Like, to go hang out with, absolutely, Dusty's up there. Right. When you're managing, though, you're doing too much with the heart, not with the head. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm like, I I want to go listen to you tell stories about, like, the time that you smoked a bowl with Snoop. Okay? Like, that's the, like, that's the shit that I, that I want to hear from you, Dusty. Um, but get out of my dugout. <laughs> get out of my dugout, sir. Like just go and and enjoy your wine and enjoy your wine and and I just I I have another I have a, another quick little thing like I'm so confused on the 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 statement that Dusty made about the, the tweeters and the bloggers and the that he got tired of it I'm like I, sir you you were that I find that very hard to believe that this is what got under your skin because um like. You came up in the era of like Hank Aaron and like some of the things that were said straight up to your face, like not even as like a rumor or like behind your back. Like people said horrific, nasty things to you to your face. And and this this is what got you all tired of baseball like i i'm i have a very hard time to believe that like in the era that that dusty was brought up that and the things that were just said commonplace by everyone not everyone but like you know and you 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 understand what i'm talking about right like all of like the racist comments that were made at him towards him i, I have a hard time believing that like what was said on Twitter is got under his skin. Like what? Or Chandler Rome. Like I, I can't, I can't see it. Like I can't. It's I'm like, that's the most vanilla, <clears throat> like innocuous thing that could have been said. And it again, not, and it's not even against you as a person. It's just like you as like a manager, you know? And it's just, I was, I was just very confused. I'm like, um, all right, Dusty. And like, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I was a little taken aback by that statement. Like, hmm, all right. Okay. But I can't, I can't wait until, until uh joe spada like brings like a big ass thing of like banana pudding to chaz and it's like what's up chaz i think all of that's done i i I don't know that we're gonna hear any stories like that between joe spada and the players you know well he can't be mad at me because i bring the banana pudding no i don't think we're gonna get any of those 
I don't know. Oh. Like, I, 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 I'm actually very curious to see what he does in center field. Center field is going to be very interesting. Let Chaz cook. Let the motherfucker cook. Okay, just give him, just give him fucking, just give him fucking time. Just what are you gonna? Time. What are you gonna do if he's a Jake Myers guy? Cry, fucking cry. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I, I, I legit do not know what will happen with center field. I, I don't. I'm very curious to see what Joe Espada's feelings are of those guys and. Is is there the his center fielder? Is it in his dugout right now? I I will I will cry. Just let Chaz cook. Just let Chaz cook. Okay, that's all I'm asking for. That's all I'm asking for is to let Chaz cook. He has earned that fucking right. Just let Chaz cook. And they're not. They're not like I. I Jake Myers is going to be in the center field. <laughs> I I mean we don't know that. I, I, we don't, we don't, and and honestly, like I, I kind of actually hope that Jake Myers gets traded and he's used in a package, <laughs> a big package. I can't <laughs> to get better play. Oh my god! Um, but you know, we need a backup catcher. We need like a backup catcher is really first and foremost like the most important thing that we need i Do you don't feel like they need to trade for one though you don't i don't think, think there's one out there I, in the free agent market i don't think they're gonna trade for one i think they're gonna go sign one personally like i said i want mitch garver are they gonna spend the money on mitch garver i don't think they will okay um it's it's, it's his free agent year there's no way that i say there's no way i don't i don't know maybe jim crane's like fuck you Susie. look what i can do I would love that. Bring me, <laughs> bring me Mitch Garver. Okay. Let me speak that shit into existence. All right. Um, I don't remember his actual, like, I want to say his slash line was like 287, 353. And then, but his slug was like 500. Okay. When your backup catcher slug is fucking 500, that shit's awesome. Okay. <laughs> like, he was he was uh batted fifth in the lineup in the of the Rangers World Series fucking lineup. So um I would say that that would be, you know, like my wish list, my absolute wish list. Gary Sanchez also. I would take I would take Gary Sanchez. He strikes out a lot. He also hits how many fucking home runs? He does. It's all and or nothing. And at yeah. this point in time, anything is a fucking upgrade from what we had. Like any, right? Am I am I wrong in thinking that? I've never been a Gary Sanchez fan for the fact that he is all literally a homer or a K. And for as bad as Maldi was, he was kind of the same dude. Maybe not to that extent. Gary got hot. He's much younger, but well, now I have to go look. Hold <clears> on, <throat> you you keep talking. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna so look at his so I asked you about the center field thing, or or I talked about the center field thing because I wanted to ask you then, what do you make of Jordan posting a picture with Luis Robert? Oh, I saw that. I saw that, and I was very excited about it. And everyone's like, "Shut Luis, the fuck up, Susie. Lu Luis Robert plays center field. <laughs> They're cry. boys. I, I would cry. I would cry. And apparently, apparently, what if, 
what if apparently Dylan Cease and Luis Robert coming to the Astros? That'd be fucking awesome. What if Chaz was part of your big package? Hey, now I would be very sad. I would be very sad if Chaz was in my big package. He would get um, to cook. I he would absolutely get to cook. Oh, but not for the whites. That would that would kill me. That would absolutely kill me. I would be very sad. I'd be very sad if Chaz gets traded. Does Chaz hold the higher trade value? Absolutely. Um, but there's no. I I don't think it would take way too much, and way too many prospects, for for us to get Luis Robert Jr. from the White Sox. I don't think that would happen. So, um, I think. I wanted to to speculate on stuff, and everyone's like, "It's just a picture, Susie." Like he found an old picture and he just fucking posted it. And I was like, "Okay, I'm just just saying." Like here, it's the thing, but you know, I I don't know. So let's see. Gary Sanchez hit 19 home runs, had a uh 217 batting average, a 288 on base, a 492 slug. For an OPS of 780 and an OPS plus of a 113. I'll fucking take that all day, every day. As like 100 is like average, okay? Considering that fucking Martin Maldonado is like a 63 or OPS or something ridiculous. I will take that all day. Um, will they pay Gary Sanchez? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, so, you know, like Austin Hedges, come on down. Like you're a you're a fucking astro. Let's go. Okay. Very light hitting bat. Very light hitting bat. I do I do I dare say? Do I dare say that he's worse than Molly? I don't think he is. Hold on. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, but defensively, defensively, he's much better. <laughs> that's, that's literally the only thing that we've that he's got going for him guys it's not it's not pretty it's it's really it's very not pretty you're you're, you're not you're not wanting austin hedges anymore <laughs> uh, well i mean at this point he it's a it's a veteran it's a veteran backup it's and i think that's like the big thing right you yeah. you need to you need whoever this is to uh, identify look you're not coming to compete you are strictly here when the kid needs a blow haha, to give hey him now. one. <laughs> wow. I didn't realize that, that it was, I, I wasn't aware that that was the, the terminology for that. Exactly what it is. I learned something new every day. Wow. All right. Um, well, yeah. So, well, that, but that's the thing though. Like, and everyone's like, Oh, but don't, don't count out Maldi. Like he, he may be coming back as, in what world? In in what world? Because we all know that we didn't sign Wilson Contreras because he because Maldi was like, I'm not I'm not the backup. Like Wilson Contreras is like I'm nope. And he flat out said last season he wasn't gonna be backup. So now all of a sudden you mean to tell me that that now now he would be fine being a backup? I just I don't see it. I don't see it. And I don't and quite honestly, I don't think, I don't think he's humble enough for that. He may be humble enough to go somewhere else and, and be a backup, but I don't think, I don't think his ego would allow him to be a backup catcher here. 
And I think that that's always going to cause problems. And I just, and everyone's like, oh, well, then let Maldi be a bench coach. Has, has he retired? Has he said that, hey, I've, I'm going to, I'm going to hang up my spikes. Like I'm not, I'm not going to be a player anymore. He hasn't. So, I mean, until that day happens, like, I don't know why y'all are trying to like push him into a bench coach role. There's so, a lot of love there. There's a lot of love. There's a lot to love. I mean, I just, <laughs> I just, I need a break from Aldi. I need a break from Aldi. Okay. That's it's all not I'm him. Saying. It's you. <laughs> no, it's definitely him. Definitely. Definitely him. Yeah. If, if that, if Mal, if Martin Maldonado gets signed to be the backup catcher, find me on the tallest building in, in Houston and like, Full yeet. Full yeet. Just, <laughs> I will, I I mean, like, I'll always be, like, an Astros fan, but this w- this is why it's not called, like, the Astros Susie's podcast. Like, that's why it's called Bourbon and Baseball. So then this will just become, like, a Arizona Diamondbacks, Baltimore Orioles-like based podcast, and then talking about, like, all of the other baseball, like, with like a sprinkling here and there of Astros because I just, I can't, I just, I don't think my nerves would allow that. I don't see it as, as a, as a thing. I don't think one there. So the rumor has it that there's like four teams that are out uh, that are out trying to get Maldi, which I don't know which four they are, but God bless them. Cause I don't know what they're after. <laughs> that had, that had to have been like his agent or something leaking that there, like it had to have been, there's no who, who like the pirates stop it. No, just no. I hope for your, for your new host's sake, it's not the Cardinals. Oh no, it's not going to be the Cardinals. Are you kidding me? They've got they've got Wilson Contreras and they've got yeah, Andrew Kisner and But those were issues for them. Like those guys that couldn't catch their pitching. Like they wanted a Maldi type. Like that was the thing. No, they've got Wilson Contreras has gotten apparently his work ethic apparently has gotten a lot better and that was kind of part of the issue and then like Andrew Kisner is still one of their like I don't know like I guess main catchers or whatever but they don't have a they don't have a fucking pitching rotation so it doesn't even matter like there's not an ace there to to say hey you're my personal catcher there's I mean like Miles Michael this is their ace like you know maybe if they sign like Aaron Nola or Sonny Grave he can be like uh I need a so-and-so to catch me but I don't I don't think so I think I don't I think a personal catcher is only like here well and like Blake Snell and like Gary Sanchez, but you know, besides that, I don't know. I, I mean, I think if there was a scenario where they were going to bring him back, they would have already done it because it probably wouldn't take some, you know, huge contract. He's probably going to make a million dollars or something like that. I don't know. Um, and and if there was a mutual, I don't think Dana would have went out there. Well, we got to go find a backup catcher if he had Maldi in mind. I don't know. Let's hope. Let's hope. I would. Let's, let's hope. Um, side note, I'm going to harp on this until the, until the dogs come home. What, what's the, what's the saying? Until the what comes home? Roosters? Roosters come home. Is that, is that the saying? What's the saying? I don't use the saying. I don't know. <laughs> Do you know? So until the, until the cows come home. There you go. 
Is that I was like, what farmyard animal is, are we talking about? Okay. So the the reason I'm saying that is because um for I don't know, like six months I've been saying that Yiner Diaz, if Yiner Diaz got enough playing time, he would be in contention for um rookie of the year. And he came in fifth. He came in fifth for the voting for rookie of the year. And that almost makes me even more mad that he came in fifth. Like I, you know, like I would have just rather like no one recognize his like awesomeness than than to be than to be fifth. Because quite honestly, I pulled up Gunnar Henderson's stats. Now don't don't get me wrong. This is not like a a slight to Gunnar Henderson because Gunnar Henderson is amazing and was amazing this past season. Okay. But I need you guys, I'm gonna share my screen yet again and i need you guys to just look at these stats just look at them okay bask in the glory of these stats if you're audio only i will read it no i won't because i can't actually see um <laughs> i'll read it then because i can see can you see it okay no. i was gonna open it on my phone but thanks tom gunner Gunner's war is 6.2. Yiner's is 3.2. Gunner played in 150 games. Yiner played in 104 games. Gunner got 622 played appearances. Yiner got 377 played appearances. Gunner had 143 hits. Yiner had 100 hits, which if you do the math there, that's like, there's, there's, it's crazy numbers for Yiner, right? Mm-hmm. Homers, Gunner 28, Yiner 23, RBIs, Gunner 82, Yiner 60, stolen bases. I do believe that Yiner would have got stolen bases. Dude's got wheels. Uh, Gunner's got 10, Yiner didn't have one. Batting average, Gunner 255, Yiner 282. OBP, Gunner 325, Yiner 308. Slug, Gunner 489, Yiner 538. OPS, Gunner 814, Yiner 846, OPS Plus, Gunner 125, Yiner 128. See, guys, this is what I'm talking about. (laughs) I can't extrapolate this math because that's like way above my head. I think someone smarter than me needs to extrapolate this out into actual like real real life numbers and if if yiner got the same right around the same number of plate appearances what the numbers would be i need calling any sort of math expert like tony adams like where are you i need i need your brain i feel like maybe you are someone who could figure that out i mean just just really quickly like we're looking at 249 more plate appearances for Gunner, and we're only talking about 43 more hits. So he could go one for like 30 or something dumb like that and probably have the same hits as Gunner Henderson. He only needed five more home runs. So you're telling me in 249 extra plate appearances, he only needed to hit five more home runs? probably gonna do that considering he hit 23 and about that number right that he's only had 377 um same thing with rbis i mean 
all of the numbers probably lean Geiner's way if the plate appearances are even. But I'll say this. We can all look at this and go, what could have been, what should have been, 100%. I agree. I felt that way. We banged the drum for, I don't know, 150 games. I don't know. It was it was a lot of them. But I I just... I feel like with the with the with the Yiner thing, I don't care about the accolades he would have won. I would have wanted them to win the chip. Like, would he have won rookie of the year? Probably. Probably, because they would have won the chip. I really would have only cared about winning the ring. If he would only got like a hundred more plate appearances, but he would have played in the playoffs, for me, that would have been way more important than any accolade that that, you know, Silver Slugger, Rookie of the Year. All of that jazz. I think he would have gotten it anyway. But what would it, what was more important to me was that he was able to play playoff baseball, like Evan Carter was for the Rangers. Because in in in, in a series where one player was the difference, one out here or there, Bruce Bochy outmanaged Dusty Baker because he used everything. Yeah, he was willing to risk it all for the biscuit, and yeah. Dusty was like, nope. This is this is my book. This is my almanac. On Wednesday, the sun comes up at 7:45 and it sets at 5:25. So I play Maldi here and I put Mauricio Dubon there. And my book says that. Aye, and, aye, aye. and and Bruce Bochy was like, Well, that's cool, buddy. But uh, right. see that kid that's 21 that's out there in right field? He is gonna be there. I don't care what the book says. I need that dude. And he won. They, Evan Carter was amazing in the playoffs, and he's 21. Did you know that he has he's married to his high school sweetheart? Congratulations to him. Mm-hmm. But not only is he married to his high school sweetheart, they've been together since they were 13. Wow. That's rare. Yeah. Yeah. When I tell you that I went down a rabbit hole of, like, Instagram <laughs> posts, okay, I was all... I was freaking out. Stuck are you? <laughs> I was freaking out. I was, and I was like, my mind was being blown, and I was like yelling at Mike. And Mike's like, "Why are you yelling at me?" Poor Mike. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, because I was like, I'm what? I, I couldn't make words. And again, I'm from. I'm originally from Vegas. Okay, he's originally from this from this small town in Texas. Okay, it's much much more common in small town Texas to get married to your high school sweetheart that you've been together with since you were like. 13 still mind boggled still mind blown anyways um but yeah so that that's the hot stove guys for the astros right now um other rumor mill stuff um bob nightingale is saying that jose altuve that will probably work out some sort of extension um with jose altuve but don't go looking for an extension um with Alex Bregman that probably won't happen and really and truly I I honestly think that Alex Bregman does take some sort of like hometown discount like I don't think he has to take a discount so when you look at what Marcus Simeon got from the Rangers it was like 175 million over six years which I think runs out to like 29.999 or some junk like that that's really what Alex Bregman's making right now, which would take him to like his 37 season, 
And it's not saying, hey, you're getting a pay cut. You're still one of our highest paid dudes. And I don't I don't see how they can't do that. Now, if you're telling me that Bregman's going to ask for like 10 years or something like that, then he's probably got a problem. Now, if he's trying to get six, seven, eight, I think there's a scenario where you get that done. Alex Bregman is his base salary is twenty eight five. With a two million dollar signing bonus. So his payroll salary is 30.5. That's what he makes. That's what he makes a year. A season. So you're thinking that he's not going to ask for too much more? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what he has to bargain with. The only way you get overpaid is you go somewhere where they need, they have a desperate need for third base. And they're like, look, I'm going to shove extra money at you because we want to pull you from this team. If the Astros are going to offer him similar money to what he's getting now, if he wants to keep winning rings and he loves the clubhouse, his wife's from Houston, doesn't want to move, doesn't want to do all the things. It's not like he's not getting his money. So where, you know, when we were in the PSF app and MZMZ is like, no, he's going to ask for the stars and the moon and the sky and blah, blah, blah. And he's a Boris client. So is Altuve. In the end, they, they're the ones that tell the, the agent, hey, this is what I want. Right. And if he needs any more reassurance as to hmm, maybe chasing the money doesn't always work, his boy Carlos Correa struggled to get his. Yep. So that's. And the twins are lowering their payroll. <laughs> Like, what are you doing? Aye, aye, aye. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know. I just, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not smart. And I know I'm truthful enough with myself and with y'all that I will tell you that I am not the best when it comes to saying how many years for how many millions, billions of dollars. Like, I don't, I don't know how all of that is calculated, quite honestly. And everyone's like, oh, it's like 10 million per war or whatever, right? Or like whatever the actual like roundabout formula is. I want to say it's like 10 million per war. And that to me is just kind of mind boggling because like some of these players are putting up like seven war and I'm all, so you mean to tell me it's like 70 million a year? Like what? So don't, don't quote me on that. Okay. But like, so when, when people are saying like, oh, I think he's going to get blah, blah, blah for this why how how are we figuring this out like i don't know but i you know considering that this that uh altuve and breggy this will be their their quote-unquote last season um before they become you know free agents you know tucker trying to get some sort of extension buy out tucker's arb years so that that core can be still intact there's been talks about well if you let Bregman walk then Will Wagner can come up and and play now don't get me wrong Kenny Van Doren um, from Astros Future Podcast has said that Will Wagner is very very good player but is he Alex Bregman I 
he may be. We don't know. But, you know, like Alex Bregman drafted second overall, you know, like has put in the work. And again, I maybe Will Wagner is going to be the next Bregman. We don't know. Right. But the fact that everyone is saying like, oh, well, we can like, yeah, let let Bregman walk. We got we got, you know, minor leaguers that can come up. I'm all I don't understand what you why you're why you're so quick to say that or you know they're like yeah fine if tuck wants to walk i'm like do you not understand what tuck did during the season like he might i think he was i think he was real tired i think he was real tired then end of the season guys like just real real tired um like need i remind y'all that he led the al in rbis the entire american league now you know that is that is to say that they're that there were guys on base in front of him. So, you know, like it's not all him, but it do y'all forget what the motherfucker did during the regular season. All right. Now we all know it took him a little while to get going, you know, like batting gloves, no batting gloves, <laughs> like gonna make up his mind. But d- silver slugger, guys, silver slugger. So he traded his gold glove <laughs> for a bat. Like, all right, like he almost had a 30-30 season. And this is not you're like, "What? Wait, what?" And you know, maybe maybe he just got real mad about the that last home run that they took away from him. And he's like, "You know what? Fuck it." Not really. But like for anybody that's saying, "Oh, well, we need to, you know, that's cool. Let let Tucker walk. Let Bregman walk." Why? Why? Right? Like Jim Crane has made a bajillion dollars. I don't actually think that's the number, but you know, a lot, a lot of money because we've been in how many World Series is this? World what's the plural of series? Series is I, I, I think I think that was great. Whatever it is, it should be what you said. World Series is this. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, like we've been to seven CSs. The the, the I don't think the money is hurting, guys. The money is not hurting. I don't think money can hurt. Maybe his pocketbook. But it's I, if it's there, it's there. But what's the level of what's the is it the first tax CBT level that like you lose a draft pick? No. Second, I think it's like the second or third. The second or third level you and, okay. and and they've done so good with that that they're not over it. I don't think that's something that that needs to be concerned and really honestly and truly if you wanted to sign Bregman if you wanted to sign Tucker you could now would you be able to sign Framber or Garcia or or any of the other young pitchers in the next couple of years probably not hot take trade Framber I'm just saying like those are the decisions that you could make and you could still keep your core and you could pay them market value and be good. There's nothing saying, and you've got, I don't know, three, four years on Pena. So you ain't got to worry about that. Uh, Chaz has got a few years before you have to worry about that. Jordan's locked up. So, I mean, Yiner's a baby. You're going to be able to keep the thing rolling. You're now you're going to have to find pitching. That's, that's going to be a Dana thing where he's going to have to go find a diamond in the rough draft one, you know, that sort of thing. But you could pay those guys. 
the 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 salary cap is not so strapped with bad contracts other than Montero that everybody wants to harp on. That's LMJ. that's <coughs> LMJ is a bad contract if he doesn't come back and pitch. Right now, if he comes back and pitches to the level that he pitched before he got hurt, 17 million for a starter that's a one, two, three guy is not expensive. I mean, the Mets are paying two aces $40 million a piece to not play for them. This is true. This is true. So you could always be doing worse. I, I don't even want to talk about the Yankees. The Yankees are paying dudes dumb money and they can't stay healthy. So as bad as LMJ is, he's one dude and he's making $17 million. For the next two years, though. Three years? So, I don't uh, think his contract falls off until 26. I will look, but either way, I still think that's, that's a bargain. When you think about all the different crazy contracts that pitchers are getting. I don't know. Well, I mean, my, my hot take of trading Fromber, you know, you could get some core young pieces to fill in those, those spots that we just talked about, you know, like that, that the infields, you know, like those those outfield positions. Um and Fromber would get you a pretty nice haul. At this point in time, his trade value is a little bit lower than it would have been, you know, say like last season this time. But last season this time, like we thought he was gonna be our our two. And you know, maybe maybe it comes out that you know, he did hurt his ankle and his ankle was not happy. And that's why we had all of the erraticness that we got from him. Who knows? Um, but, you know, like all of a sudden he's he's going to be fine throwing to, <laughs> throwing to Heiner. Like couldn't do it any time last season. But like now, now he's forced to like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just it's just confounding to me. So you're right. Lance is on the books for the next two years. Okay. Or I guess that's three, 24, 25, 26. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But in 27, the only two dudes that are under contract are Christian Javier and Jordan Alvarez. That's, oh. that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying to you. When everybody's over here going, how are we going to pay everybody? And there's no way they can pay Bregman. And there's no way they can pay Altuve. They're not paying anybody in two years. They're not. Right. So, yes, right now it's a little loaded up because they went out and got some guys, Abreu, blah, 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 blah. Abreu comes off the books in two years. That's 19 more million that you have to spend. So when everybody's going, oh, well, their their salary cap's going to be in shambles, maybe a year, maybe, maybe 20, 25, 26. Yeah, it's a little tight. Maybe they go over, whatever. Then it starts all over again. Right. But it's not our money. It's not our money, guys. (laughs) That's true. Like, let's let's spend the billionaire's money. Okay. Like, I don't until it until it starts what until it starts penalizing us with like draft lottery picks or is it international pool money? What's what's the what's the penalty? It's like it's either less international pool money or like or a lower draft pick or something like that, isn't it? The the CBT penalty? Am I I'm on crack? Look, I'm looking it up. Looking it up. I mean, maybe I'm on crack, but like, I really feel like it's one of those two. <laughs> um, but it's just, it, it's, it's 
seriously confusing to me when when people are like when the national people are like oh yeah no the window is definitely closing like it's not closed all the way but it's closing and i'm all in what world you know maybe maybe in 25 yes but as like last like next season next season it's still open next season it's still open guys so we're gonna we're still gonna we're still gonna be that we're still gonna be there hopefully joe Espada leads us to another ring that would be delightful he can do it. He's been here. He's now one of the longest tenure dudes. I mean, he was there with AJ and Dusty, yeah. and well, and that's another thing that I really loved about him. He was he he's been here through the whole rigmarole, through the 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 whole roller coaster of of AJ to um, AJ and Lunau to AJ and no, I was gonna say AJ and um, Click, but that wasn't a thing. Um, Dusty and Click, and then you know, Dusty and Dana, and it and it's always been Joe Espada. Joe Espada's always been there in the background, just chilling and waiting. So the Astros would have to go over the CBT sixty million to have a draft pick push back. I didn't uh, lose it. It just gets pushed back. Okay. So. Well, what's what's back further than what we're, well, no, I don't know what. what it are. says clubs that are, clubs that are 40 million or more over the threshold shall have their highest selection in the next rule four draft move back 10 places unless the pick falls on the top six. In that case, the team will have its second highest selection move back 10 places. Interesting. But okay. I mean, the cap goes up each year. In 2026, it'll be 244 million. Wow. Right now, currently, it's at 233 million. Hmm. So there's some yeah. Bregman money in there, some Tucker money in there if you need it. Okay. We'll have to we'll have to do a whole other deep dive episode into that um because we've already been going an hour and i really only planned on like going like 30 <laughs> minutes but that it never it never works out for us all my fault i'm sorry guys jeez oh, golly. anyways so we're gonna wrap up um tom tell the people where they can find you on twitter at third coast tom the psf app i know it's off season but the astros chat is still there we do still jump in there susie included uh, I do the Texans on Sundays. It's a lot of fun. We're teaching Susie football. It's a slow burn, but we're getting there. The Rockets won. The Rockets have won six in a row. Anything sports-wise that you want to go check out, it doesn't even have to be a Houston sports team. Shame on you if you're from Houston and don't follow Houston sports teams. But if you want another one, they got them all right now. You can go get yeah. into any room. Come to the PSF app. It's a great place, a great time. You can be fanning with other people from the comfort of your own home or wherever you want to do it. And that's where you'll find me if I'm not on Twitter. If you are a Dallas Cowboys fan, I don't know if, if you are, but if you are a Dallas Cowboys fan, they have they have three ladies that are Dallas Cowboys fans and their show is called She Wants the D. And Susie <laughs> wants to be there I, for them. <laughs> I seriously seriously thought about 
about having to start liking the Dallas Cowboys just so that I could like go join these three ladies in the chat because that's that's fucking brilliant like and it's so funny and um sassy and I'm like I think I could get along with these ladies because <laughs> they named their room she wants to date like that's great anyways um so go find Tom on Twitter go find Tom on the PSF app and you can find Tom here um during the off season when any significant Astros stuff happens. Um, and then during the season, we will be recording once per series at the end of the series. I think that's still to be determined, but I think most likely that is what we will do. So um, with that, I will say good night. Um, but also you should probably go leave us a five-star rating and say all the nice words and don't give me any constructive criticism because I won't fucking take it because I'm fucking perfect. And I I don't know what more you could want from a podcast host, okay? Um, this shit is free, by the way, okay? Like, pay me. Criticize and maybe, Tom. Tom loves those. Go ahead. And then, um, and then maybe you can, you know, you can say stuff. But, like, until you pay me, don't say stuff. <laughs> They're like, that Susie chick is a bitch. That's going to be the next review. <laughs> uh anyways with that we will uh say good night you can you know find us on the google no not google you can find us on apple you can find us on spotify you can find us on youtube yes with that we will say good night i'm gonna hit and record yay baseball <laughs>